0: Welcome to Table 86, a podcast celebrating Black and other underrepresented talent transforming the landscape of the food and beverage industry. I'm your host, Gio Darwin. Let's take a seat. While popular culture celebrates innovation in the restaurant industry, it's not often that minority-led establishments are able to receive the accolades or recognition that they deserve. That's why I was so honored to welcome Chef Jezebel Carriaga. While her roots lie in Argentina, Jezebel is one South American chef who has made a notable stamp on the Philly food scene. At the table today, we discuss the ways in which her grandmother has inspired her culinary passion and how through sharing the foods of her youth, she has forever changed the landscape of dining in Philadelphia. I am so excited to have you here, Jezebel. Hi, Gio.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm so excited (laughs) to be here.
0: Yeah. So, Jezebel, can you just tell my listeners a little bit about you?
1: Uh, Well, I'm uh, born and raised in Northwest Argentina. I call myself a Philadelphian, an adopted one. Um, (laughs) I move, um, you know, I grew up in Northwest Argentina. i surrounded by family and friends, friends. Cooking and food was part of my everyday life. Fast forward to 2009, I ended up moving to Philadelphia, opening uh, my cafe um, here in the city in 2010. And I've been evolving and growing. And here I am 10 years later, um, still living in Philadelphia, bringing the flavors of Northwest Argentina. And along the way, I've done many things.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so I, uh, one, I am excited because I actually got to stop into your cafe this past weekend, which is a special treat because I don't get to do that with everybody I interview.
1: (laughs) I know because you interview with people all over the country.
0: Right. So (laughs) uh, I got to have some empanadas and then you gave me a special treat. Uh, You reminded me of it. What was it called?
1: Alfajor de Maicena.
0: And um, nice, it was sweet, but not too sweet. Yeah. I don't know if it was caramel or butterscotch in the middle. Mm -hmm. The alfajor is like a cookie sandwich.
1: So anything that is like this kind of crumbly cookie on the outside and it has a filling in the middle. On this case, um, you were right on saying caramel because the filling that we use is actually dulce de leche, which is a caramel milk, Ah. so well known from Argentina. And that's how it has this little contrast of all these flavors. And, you know, it's like it's butter cookie, caramel, a hint of coconut at the end. And I forget this, but I've been making those cookies since I am five or six years old. So wow. it is still the same recipe that my mother used to make back then. Um, she will usually make the alfajores for birthdays or if we were going to someone else's house. But they were more a little bit of like a special location kind of a treat.
0: Yeah. So you touched on something interesting there that, you know, this is something that you've been making since you were five uh, or a child. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of my guests talk about cooking being the center of their childhood. Um, and that's how it's led into their creative endeavors. So, being in your restaurant and getting to try just a sampling of things, um, it felt like the food was very eclectic. Could you talk a little bit about what typical foods you had during your upbringing and like how you've brought that to your restaurant?
1: So I think my space uh, here in West Philly, which I developed over a period of, uh, since I started there in 2017, um, that I opened that space. It's not just about the food. I think it's about like the whole experience when you visit Jezebel's. Um, I think it has to do a little bit of like the chill colors. It has to do mm-hmm. with the wood. Um, you know, right now uh, we're easing into having guests inside our cafe um, due to COVID. But I think if you are inside the white walls, those are the white walls of my grandmother's house. And I think the food comes and complements that. So I will say it's usually this kind of like very different experience. Um, When we think about Argentinian food, We mostly, I think the general opinion, it will be more like beef and this idea of, you know, Spanish-Italian cuisine, which is, that's Mm -hmm. the strong influence we have um, in Buenos Aires and many provinces surrounding Buenos Aires. But there is so much more to Argentina than that. So, you know, I grew up eating pizza and pasta and my mom is like one of the best pasta makers in my opinion. Oh, wow. But... You know, I think I come from these roots, like the food is really simple. Um, We just grab whatever ingredients we have locally. I am from the northwest part of the country, so that also has a little more influence from the Incas, um, and then it comes through Bolivia, it comes through the Incas way, that goes all the way into the northwest tip of Argentina. So because we have that influence, we use a lot of corn on our cooking. Okay. That is not so common in the rest of Argentina. And also something that is local is uh, spices, like paprika, red chili flakes, and cumin. So we have this strong influence um, from the surrounding areas and also all of these ingredients that are very earthy and irony. Like one, mm. I always think about the beets that I used to have as a child that I didn't like them, but I love them now. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, they, I feel like they were so irony. They were so strong on your mouth that it's hard to get beets like that nowadays. I see. Um, So you know, I I bring definitely like a different flavor from Argentina, and you know it's a modern setting, but we try to keep things pretty simple.
0: Nice, nice. So I'm interested. Then, uh, you know, you're talking about all these different foods that you got to make in your uh, or got exposed to and grew up with and, and, and ate in Argentina. How has cooking in the United States been? um, Even though we have some of the same ingredients, I know there are things that are vastly different.
1: I think food in the U.S. and and cooking just in the U.S. has opened my mind. Pennsylvania area, Jersey, the area right where we are, it has so many similarities with the food and the seasons um, from Northwest Argentina. And that's Ah, not something that I actually anticipated I, you know, I thought it would be much different. We do have a lot more vi- variety on vegetables and things like that. But actually, um, how you go to the farms in the surrounding area and you have all these amazing produce, that's something that I grew up having too. So actually, some I, I will say the similarities are a lot more than the differences. Um, but I appreciate... Um, the exposure to Indian cuisine, Japanese cuisine, uh, Laotian, Thai, Malaysian. Ah, I Mm -hmm. I think that has allowed me to create this very balanced food In a way,
0: being in your restaurant and seeing all the different kind of smaller light bites, I wondered if culturally, Argent um, in Argentina, you have more tapa style dining, um, or is it, as you said, it it is much more eclectic and and there are a lot of different things that that uh, foods that you eat there.
1: Yes, it is more eclectic. I agree with you on that one, but I think it also like. It depends on weekdays, weekend, you know, Sunday is usually a feast. We know we get together pretty early. And, and I remember this um, when I was a kid, we will go to one of my grandma's house around 1030, 11, you know, and we will be there until four or five o'clock and whether it was this ritual of cooking, of I'm bringing this, what do you have at the house, uh, getting together and just going through all of these. So on those moments, the meals tend to be bigger.
0: And I yes. read on your website uh, that your grandma was the inspiration behind your cafe, correct?
1: Yes, um, I think I'm gonna say she's my experience, my inspiration for life. <laughs>
0: That's amazing.
1: Happen Happened to be one of the things I do in my life. <laughs> yeah, I was actually um, the third girl granddaughter that she has. She has like a lot of boys, um, as you know, grandkids. I see. But I am the one of maybe, I'm going to say somewhere around like 10 grandkids um, that got to spend so much time with her. So my parents will go to work. You know, after I was born, um, they will go to work and they will drop me off with her every morning until they will finish work around five, six o'clock. So from since I was born until I started kindergarten, I was with her all the time. Um, You know, and I, I mean, she's, of course, one of the big role models in my life, but also there are a lot of other women in my life that they play this strong women role um, in the family. And spending my time with her, she was, you know, she didn't talk about sustainability, but she will always use a reusable bag when she was- go okay. You know, she was just a very conscious, caring, kind woman. And, you know, she always made food from scratch. And, you know, it was a very, she was a very humble woman, but every time you will look at her, she always looked put together. You know, she will always brush her hair the same way. Oh, that's awesome. And, you know, she didn't use makeup, but she will always had a smile and look like a well put together woman. And that's one of the things that I aspire to do. Uh, Because, you know, we get so busy with life and sometimes you forget to take care of yourself. But, you know, she was always that person. And
0: obviously she impacted your cooking and and other endeavors. I know that you created a series series inspired by, oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you created a, a series inspired by the mills your grandmother made, but you are also partnering with other chefs for that series. And I would love if you could talk a little bit about that, because I thought that was really interesting.
1: Well, I mean, I, you know, it started very um, organically, I would say like everything else in my life. Um, I was craving a lunch that, you know, I had as a kid that she used to make. And I was like, what if my grandma were to cook you lunch? You know, and then I started talking with a very good friend of mine that works with me. Mm. And I said, like, what if my grandma were to cook you dinner? What if, if my grandma were to feed you? And, you know, it happened at a time that we we're doing a lot of things at Jezebel's, so we decided to hold on for a little bit. And then I started having the conversation. And I will say this is how most of the things start with my life. Uh, I start having conversations with friends. And I'm like, mm. hey, if I do these things, if my grandma were to cook for you, would you be part of it? And, you know, I spoke with Ana Caballero and she's like, of course, I love this idea. I love to cook with my grandma too. This is what she will do. You know, and we just started having these very organic conversations. And then the same thing happened with my friend Nacho uh, from Barcelona. And then the same way it happened with, you know, Neil Santos.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: it just kept growing because I think it's something that, sometimes we forget the grandma meals when we get busy on these like restaurant life, right? And we're trying to, and I think this is, it's also perfect timing because right now we're having the conversations about bringing always this um, European model of cuisine, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's not the only thing. Right, There is so much more to it. so, you know, it was a very organic, um, I'm going to say concept, but it evolved pretty quickly.
0: I, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> when I when I was looking at it on your website and I saw you mentioned Neil Santos and um, I just all the chefs that have participated, I was like, oh, wow, I, I wish I had known about this sooner. It was something that I would have uh, supported. How many pop-up dinners have you had uh, in that fashion?
1: Ah, oh, my God! I didn't count, <laughs> but I'm gonna say mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna say somewhere around like nine or ten, maybe. Okay. See, because we started in March 2019, we had like the whole first um, half of 2020 plan, and it, as you know, it didn't happen. Right. And we're mm-hmm. trying to figure it out. How do we? bring it back and you know, what do we want still the dinners are gonna keep happening, but we need to figure out like either a new model, do we wanna do it online? Um so yeah, we are having right now the conversation. Not that everything is, is slightly going back to the new to normal,
0: uh what it'll look like, you know, in yes, the future.
1: Exactly.
0: So yes. you, in thinking about that too, uh were there any New dishes that you were exposed to over the course of the series?
1: Oh my God, all of them. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, because, well, maybe not all of them, but I think most of them because there is a different connection. Um, Christina Martinez, even though she made tacos, she also made this kind of uh, tostada that they don't serve at barbacoa. Ah. at barbacoa, but she had it then. So that was very interesting. Ana Caballero, all of her meal was brand new to me. That was actually one of the first times I had yuca. Oh, okay. I haven't had it before. And you know, you will say like, I'm from another country, maybe I was exposed to it. I didn't have yuca before. And I love yuca, since I had it, I love it. And the same thing with uh, Selena Morales, Mm
0: -hmm. um,
1: that she her background is from she's Puerto Rican, um, half Puerto Rican. And, you know, making this amazing food from Puerto Rico and a bread pudding that it was very different, like the bread puddings I made in the past. And it was so yummy. (laughs) So in every I'm always learning something new.
0: In every in every single meal, and that's awesome that you got to partner with so many great chefs.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Now you've been in you've so you've been in Philadelphia for a little over ten years. It it sounds like, and I know that you did in that time win a Best of Philly uh, (laughs) award as one of the best restaurants. (laughs) Yes. Well, I congratulations. That, that's a, a huge accomplishment, I, I'm sure. And, and we talked earlier. Um, we we talked previously about having more representation on those lists.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see that. And I'm um, you know, I just started here, and not having um, it's not not having a voice, but maybe. Um, I started very small. And, you know, I slightly start being part of, you know, the dining scene in Philadelphia. And Mm -hmm. in the recent years, I'm excited to see what media does moving forward, especially in the current situation. Um, Because I think it's important that You know, I'm gonna keep doing my work whether people talks about it or not. I I do my work because I love it, Um, but I'm really happy to see how the focus is changing a little bit from like a little more European cooking and you know into let's highlight all these other regions. You know, absolutely talk about Malaysia let's don't do cultural appropriation let's talk to an expert from malaysia let's talk to about a person who grew up there and i mean you having taking the time to have this conversation with me and you know you're going to talk to another argentinian chefs and they might be from buenos aires they might not be from buenos aires right and the story (laughs) is going to be different uh because you know every person is unique and they have their own experience and I'm going to say I started a little more on the European side of things, but mm-hmm. I think the older I get, plus the pandemic, which, you know, I'm really trying to leave by my values. It's like, no, I'm, I'm not that European, you know, I'm from Northwest Argentina. This is right. what I get, <laughs> having And this is what I want people to experience and the people who love it, I'm really happy for them. And, and we might not be for everybody and that's okay um so i think just having this openness and i think it's um having the conversations with people like you who are really interested in hearing the whole story not just mm-hmm. one part of it
0: yeah you know i i think that one thing that you mentioned that's it's really important is staying true to yourself and also yeah. honoring you you hit the nail on the head like uh, just because you're from one place or just because you're of the same ethnic background, your experiences are different, your history is is different. And that's what makes what you do unique. Um, And I'm glad it it got some recognition. And, you know, I hope that your story continues to get told uh, as time moves forward. I know something extra unique about you is that in addition to being a chef you are also a furniture designer and i got to see some of your stuff on instagram and on your website yeah and so i'm curious you know how that came about but also uh, how you do both i would
1: say making food and making furniture is not that much different <laughs> 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 but people will disagree with me um but i'll say this Well, you know, in both cases, you start with raw material or ingredients, and based on your skills, um, you get to shape something the way that you want it. In the case of food, we usually cook it and bake it or saute it, in the case of... um, furniture you shape it, sand it, stain it, not stain it, highlight the wood, put right. some shape on it or not. Um, so they're actually very similar. It's for me they're very similar things. But um I wanted um furniture designer furniture for my house. This is 2014 and I have a friend that says, hey, I have this piece of glass for a table. I think if you get some legs, you could get a good table out of it for your Mm. house. I had just moved into this empty home. And I was like, sounds great. I'll figure it out. Um, So that's how kind of furniture got started in my life. Um, You know, very organic again. And... I have to say most of the people that have truly changed my life or opened the door to new things are friends that, you know, send a message and say, like, Hey, why don't you listen to this podcast? I think you will like it. Mm. Or like, why don't you take this tabletop, um, this piece of glass as a tabletop? I think you will, you can do something with it. So, you know, it, it is started there. So I ended up furnishing my whole house, coffee table, shelving, this beautiful console. Um, And then I was like, you know, if I make this for my house, I know what the regulation is for restaurants when it comes to finishing, when it comes to, um, I know also how much how big of a table do you need for, you know, two people, four people, like I had all of this experience. And my first cafe that it um, it was here in Fitler Square, was a very narrow and long space. Mm. And that space had many restrictions. Um, it was beautiful, but it had the best lessons when it comes to furniture and how to organize things, how to use a space wisely. Um,
0: so that was my best teacher too. So one, I think that's amazing. And it shows just how talented you are in, in a multitude of different ways. I'm really curious, like you've, you've talked so much about your evolution. What do you see as next for yourself?
1: <laughs> Are you serious?
0: <laughs>
1: um, you know what? Um, I don't know what is coming next, but I'll say this. In 2016, I had a, I had a great year. It was mm-hmm. kind of quiet. I took care of myself. I make room for, to have fun, to hang out, to be with people to do those things. And, you know, I was just living in the moment and then somehow 2017 showed up and because I took care of myself, I think I was ready to push through this big project that was West Philly, Mm.
0: you
1: know? And it was 2017 and 2018 and it was grinding and never stopping and 2019. And as I was trying to catch a breather at the beginning of, 2020 then we had the pandemic and then we had to readjust and live life and you know and I was still on the thick of keeping everything going yeah and even though I never thought much of 2016 it was actually maybe the best time
0: Mm. because it
1: allowed me to charge myself yeah to be prepared for something that i didn't know it was coming but i was open you know and west philly happened and you know now i have this like massive space where i get to do all the things that i love so actually i don't know what's coming but i'm making room to have fun, to eat healthy, to exercise, to take care of myself, and I'm making room because whatever comes next, I'm pretty excited, and I think it's going to be pretty good.
0: Jezebel, it is time for a table topic, and table topics are a part of my show where my guests get Get to bestow some knowledge on my listeners and for you in the spirit of if my grandmother made your dinner or if my grandmother made your lunch I was curious thinking about today if your grandmother was to cook for you today what would she make and why oh
1: my god this is um perfect timing, because uh, if she were to open my fridge, there are carrots with carrot greens um, in the fridge right now. And I actually, I bought it because I've been craving some of these uh, carrot green croquettes that she Mm. used to make. Um, You know, and, you know, talking about a woman beyond her times, beyond her years, um, she used to chop up all the greens that you know they come with your carrots and now we have carrots in season and mm-hmm. she will chop it up add a little bit of um sauteed onions and garlic and a little bit of rice and make it a croquette so that's my, one of my favorite dishes and it always bring me brings me back right
0: to right to her home now is the carrot um is it like uh the tops of the carrot
1: yes so you see how you when you go to a farmer's market or you know i'm not sure if a a supermarket will have it but for sure a farmer's market or like a big produce stand will have it you buy your carrots and they come with the greens so instead of like tossing them you will just rinse them really well because you know they come with a little bit of dirt uh, because of the carrots and rinse them really well chop them fine like you're chopping parsley most likely Mm -hmm. And they have a very distinct flavor. Um, You you wouldn't think about it much, but they have a very distinct flavor.
0: Yes. A lot of people, we've used them here, my husband and I, we've used them in like a pesto.
1: Yes. And do you see, do you get the part that I'm talking about? They have a different, a very peculiar taste that is not like parsley, but it's similar to it. It's like off parsley
0: flavor. Yes, it does taste similar and it is very good. It's it's a unique taste. It like definitely tastes like carrot greens, but it's it's yeah. different. And yeah. then do you bread them or do how do you make sure they're binded?
1: So actually I oh I use an egg, one okay. egg. And that's sometimes I use half of an egg because I just want enough. It depends how much I'm making. Um but it's, um, you just measure how much egg as you're like mixing it all together, but you're going to have, you know, if you have like all rice, like or something that, you know, you have leftover rice uh, mm-hmm. from the day before, you can grab that. You just add your greens, saute an onion with a little bit of garlic, and then you pour all of that in and then add an egg to be a binder. And then you're just going to use um, a saute pan put a little bit of oil, and then you're gonna scoop it with a spoon. So you don't even have to shape it on your hands. So you just grab a spoonful, put it on the little pan, and then just slightly um, flatten it on the saute pan, like a little more similar to, um, like making a pancake. You will use that kind of similar idea. And then you flatten it a little bit on the shape that you would like to have it.
0: So Jezebel, thank you so much for joining me today. I really enjoyed our conversation and I can't wait to stop into your restaurant again. If my listeners want to find you, check out a menu or just learn more about what you do, how do they get in touch?
1: So, well, I can't wait to meet everybody. Um, But please, um, you can come and visit us at uh, Jezebel's at 206 208 South 45th Street and then if you find yourself anywhere else in Philadelphia, you can go to social media at Jezebel's Café. You're also going to see there my my personal Instagram, which is at Jezebel Carriaga. But if you want to learn a lot more, just go to jezebelcarriaga.com.